welcome back to Menu TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today we are going to be discussing Jenny and Georgie, you guys. Yes, season two, episode three, titled, What Are You Playing That, Little Girl? <laughs> I hope everybody's week is going well thus far. It is just Monday, so we got a couple more days to make our mind up about this week, y'all. But it's back to the coins and it's back to school, all right? So... Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the synopsis, and then we're going to get right into the episode. So the synopsis for this one is, after plotting revenge on a school mom, Georgia opens up about her troubled past to Jenny. Paul moves in with the Millers. Y'all, this is going to be an episode. Remember, Jenny and Georgia are still in the midst of their uh, <laughs> disagreement, <laughs> fight, if you will. Um, so we'll see how this pans out. Hopefully they'll be making up soon enough. But it doesn't seem like anything is going to be happening anytime soon. <laughs> Speaking of, y'all, we pick up right where we left off. Y'all remember on the last episode, Jenny had been super nice to Paul by making him breakfast along with a blue smoothie. And we know that this is a, a smoothie similar to what Georgia had made for her ex, Kenny. Okay? So... The episode opens up, and of course, Jenny is doing her monologue, and she's talking about how it's so funny how you can think life is going one way, and then you find out your whole life has been based on lies, okay? And then she also says that trust is a funny thing because it's easily abused, and um, we see Paul kiss Georgia off to work. She tells him that she's going to be in the office late because she's got a meeting with Austin's teacher, and as soon as he leaves out, she asks Jenny what she's playing at, little girl. And so she was like, what? What are you talking about, mom? And so she was like, do you think this is a game? No, she does not, okay? Georgia is so mad that she could almost kill her, right? That's what Jenny says. And so she calls for Austin to come on down. And so they get ready to head out. And while she, uh, while Georgia storms off to go do something, Jenny goes over to her purse, looks in her wallet, and finds the credit card that's under Austin's name. She grabs it and she places it up under the kitchen uh, table mat so of course now georgia does not have that card to use at her disposal um and then her and austin storm off while jenny sips on this smoothie it looks like it might be a delicious blueberry smoothie or something i don't know looks good though whatever it is it doesn't have any of uh any of that poison in it so she's fine <laughs> so at austin's school um she's having a meeting because the teacher is telling her you know he's a really great student he's so sweet very kind however he's falling behind in class on a few subjects and so of course george is being really nonchalant about it and she says that whatever he needs to make up they can do it at home okay all he needs is a little extra time to study and he'll be back on his feet in no time and so then the teacher uh, mentions how she doesn't think that it's necessarily just that. He's starting to uh, exhibit signs of anxiety in the classroom, and she wants to know if he's doing the same thing at home. And we all know that, of course, probably Austin is. Um, Georgia is not wanting to pay it any attention, though, because, you know, it's all about Georgia. Okay, never mind what the kids got going on to a certain extent. And so... Um, as she's talking to her about that, of course, Georgia does not want to go anywhere near that topic because that would be too much like right, right? So as they're getting close to this uncomfortable topic, here comes Cynthia and Zach 
storming in she wants zach to return this rock that he stole from the reflection corner and he was like man she had me in that corner for about <laughs> she had me in that corner forever she was like no correction i had you in the corner for 15 minutes but i told you to go there because apparently he had called a, a girl bloody booger face but i guess she gets like nosebleeds or something and so he doubles down on how he feels about old girl with the nosebleeds and of course cynthia tries to explain it away saying that he's just having a hard time at home making adjustments with his dad uh you know passing away probably pretty soon and he was like don't blame this on dad okay i meant what i said and i said what i meant they ain't got nothing to do with him <laughs> and so just then austin comes in as he's calling this girl bloody booger face and he kind of like smirks because he thinks it's funny right so this catches Zach's attention and then Cynthia apologizes before they storm out okay oh well before Cynthia is able to leave Georgia actually excuses herself because again she doesn't want to touch this topic of anxiety and um and then Cynthia leaves out well never mind that meeting okay but ideally the teacher wanted Austin to go have a sit down with the counselor to see if they can come up with a potential 504 plan okay and I think that's like an individualized plan if I'm not mistaken if I am sorry you guys I don't know so um so I guess they'll have to revisit that at a different time when Georgia finds the time to <laughs> make a meeting meanwhile Jenny is at school and um she comes in and she finds Hunter to give him back his notes and it's awkward, okay, but it seems like things may be forgiven if given the, the proper space and opportunity, but now just seems like it's not going to be the time because as soon as she hands over the notes um, and they try to make a little small talk, here comes Max and Nora and the other girl. I don't know. I think that might be Samantha. I don't know, but it's a new girl, okay? So they have a third girl now. And so she walks away as Max is pulling up and she was like, was that my arch nemesis? Girl, Max, I'm so over you. So Jenny goes to go sit down next to Marcus, and uh, there's nothing really much to say at this point. He ends up asking her, is she going to come and hang out later? And she says she can't because she's got therapy, and then she goes to class. Uh, meanwhile, over there with Max, Max is scrolling through Sophie's uh, social media pages again, and then she happens to mention that she still has pictures of her and uh, Sophie up together. What does that mean? Does that mean that, that she wants to get back with her? And Hunter was like, no. <laughs> well, good, okay, because she's a witchy witch anyway. She says all these things about being a free spirit and being kind, but she wasn't so kind when she broke up with Max, okay? So there's that, y'all. Max is Max. So back at school, Austin is kind of just hanging around when one of the bullies, not Zach, but one of the other guys comes over and starts talking about his glasses. He snatches them off his face. Excuse you, sir. You're invading my bubble. But he snatches Austin's glasses off and makes fun of the fact that there's not even a lens in them. And so Zach comes over after he notices what's going on and he snatches Austin's glasses back for him and hands them to him. And so the little boy was like, oh, dang, Zach, you, you Austin friend now? And he was like, shut up. <laughs> Of course, the teacher, all she has to do is call Zach's name, and he's headed to the reflection corner again. Damn, hope he don't steal that stone. <laughs> if not, Cynthia will be back the next day. So then, Georgia is at the office, and she is looking at a website uh, under Genevieve Blanco, and I'm not sure who she is, but it consists of wedding dresses that are way out of the budget, says Paul. And so he 
tells her that he is just a civil servant. So this big fancy, uh, you know, expensive wedding that she is thinking about, you can go ahead and, and flush those dreams, baby, because we ain't got the type of money. And so then she ends up asking him, well, what about your parents? What type of wedding gift are they going to give us? And he was like, now remember, Georgia, I'm not taking any money from my parents. And she reminds him of who exactly paid for his college tuition. Matter of fact, don't you still have access to their Netflix account? Who's paying for that? Listen, Netflix is not cheap, y'all. <laughs> it's going up, okay? So he was like, hey, all right, watch it. Just know we need to scale, scale it back by a long shot. Be thinking like intimate wedding. So then we get a flashback of Georgia. She is at a boutique, looks like, or at some uh, retail shop. And she's looking through some items of clothing. And then she sees some girls off in the distance. They're looking at prom dresses. And so she uh, compliments one of the girls about how pretty of a color that is or it would be on her. And so one of the girls ends up asking her, is she prom dress shopping just then? Jenny comes over and she calls her mom and she's asking her, can she have this purse? Pretty please. And so all of the girls kind of look at each other. One, because George is a teenager. And so that's kind of like, you know, out of the norm to have a teenage mom, I guess, at that particular point in time or run into one. And, um, and so they kind of look at each other and then Georgia, of course, is embarrassed because of it. So then later on, uh, we start talking about trust again, but that, that, um, consists with Jenny and the therapist, but I'll come back to that in just a second. So they start talking about trust and Georgia is still in the same retail shop and Jenny had mentioned that purse that she wanted. And so she was like, you trust me, don't you? And Jenny says, yes. So she puts this this hat that's got like one of those tags that'll be when you go out on it she puts it on jenny's head but she also puts the purse along with some pants or some other piece of clothing in her bag okay and so when they get ready to head towards the door of course the other things that she has in her purse has uh tags on them that will beep as well but because jenny has this this hat on she apologizes and she was like oh you know my daughter had this on i wasn't even paying attention and she gives the uh the store clerk the hat bag meanwhile she's walking out with the purse and whatever other item of clothing she got okay so then we go to jenny jenny is in therapy and you can tell that jenny is in a mood okay um and so the therapist is trying to talk to her she's asking her about her childhood which Jenny changed the subject and she was like, what does this have to do with self-harm? You're right. Okay, so let's go to that part. When was the last time you self-harmed? And she said that the last time she self-harmed was at Thanksgiving. She asked her what were the triggers that led up to it. And she doesn't really say anything, um, but you can just tell that Jenny is very angry. Okay, uh, and so she ends up telling her to try some different tools and she hands her uh, some rubber bands and she hands her a notepad. So she says that the rubber bands are supposed to act as distractors for her. And she wants her to snap the rubber band every time that she feels like she's in a place where she's going to self-harm. Um, but if the rubber bands fail to work and she really does feel like she's got to self-harm, uh, then she wants her to give her a call. 
And so um, she was like, you know, I need I need you to be able to trust me. And not only that, I want to help you help yourself so we can get past this. So it seems like Jenny will have somebody that she'll be able to trust, hopefully within this therapist. But um, we'll just have to see as time goes along. Okay, y'all, I forgot to mention that when Georgia was in the office earlier and her and Paul were talking about um, how expensive the wedding should or shouldn't be, um, there was a mention of the school budget. And they were looking at, I guess, like the the budget and like all of the paperwork from the audits and everything. And it turns out most of the money is going to the school budget. How much is the school budget, you ask? $89 million, you guys. 89 million they are expensive there in wellsbury i wish we had a fraction of that in our public school system here because clearly okay we could move mountains with that type of money so of course this gets georgia to thinking i don't know what type of shenanigans she gonna be up to but we'll see what happens so then um later on that day she's at the house and she's telling austin to uh, he's help, she's helping him with his homework, and she's talking to Paul about Edith Wharton, the Edith Wharton building or something like that. She wants to get married there, but um, that's a part of the neighborhood club. As a matter of fact, Paul go, goes ahead and apologizes for her not being able to get in, but he had different ideas in mind about uh, where their wedding venue should be and he mentions an old rustic charming barn okay he has some friends that have bought a barn in maine somewhere they had their wedding there it was very beautiful and so then austin says that he likes pigs um because georgia thinks that it's supposed to be like pig smells and all of that girl get with the times georgia okay that is it's all it's all the thing now all the rage so austin says well he likes pigs boy do your homework so just then jenny comes in and she's got a package. It's for Austin. So Austin opens it up, y'all. And it's the game that he's been wanting for a really long time. And so, of course, Georgia is uh, talking to Paul, thinking that Paul was the one that bought this game for him. But he was like, I didn't get that. And then Jenny hands her her credit card back that's under Austin's name. <laughs> so, of course, they have an argument about this as well up in Jenny's room. And she's telling her that she figured, hell, Austin should go ahead and get something out of it since you put the name in his car. And what about my credit score? It's 315. And so she was like, you know, I did that out of necessity, um, but you are playing with fire. And so she was like, mom, I'm not scared of you. And she was like, scared of me? Girl, I'm scared of you, okay? I can't trust you anymore. So she slams the door, and just then, right on cue, Marcus comes in. Okay. And so he's trying to talk to her and he's, you know, asking her what's wrong. Of course, she's being real cold shouldered to him, not really wanting to fill him in with the truth about what's really going on. And so she tells him nothing. And so he seems like, well, that's that's happening a lot lately with you. Seems like you don't want to tell me what's really happening. But I know there's more than just nothing going on. And so she gets upset with him. Basically, it's, uh, you know, misguided anger. And she tells him that she's tired of him coming up in there, getting all up in her shit, you know. And so he was like, well, I ain't got time for this. So he ends up leaving out. I forgot to tell y'all that part of her uh, therapy commitment was that if uh, she doesn't self-harm or, you know, whatever, once she's out of the danger zone, she's supposed to write what's happening in that moment to kind of try to keep track of all of her triggers. So she opens up the notepad, but she doesn't write anything down on there. 
So I think she's going to need a little bit more time with that. So um, after that, we see Georgia. She ends up going to go talk to one of the ladies at the neighborhood club. And um, she's really still trying to push for this Edith Warden building to try to get married there. However, the lady tells her that, you know, it's just procedure. And by the way, um, you know, we got a wait list and all of that for that. So I don't think that's going to be able to happen. And she's sort of kind of dealing with a mini crisis of her own right now. So she really doesn't even want to talk to George about this right now. Turns out somebody stole um, the Emily Dickens book that they had on display uh, there. And so as a result of somebody stealing that, uh, whoever loaned them all of those articles uh, in the building are now taking all of them back because they can't be trusted that this isn't going to happen again. And so Georgia was like, well, maybe it was a prank. And I was like, damn, Georgia, did you take the book to kind of like have this as collateral so you can try to get married there? But I'm curious to see how she's going to play this out. But it seems like she might have took it for collateral. So we'll see. Um, and then Jenny is at work and Abby comes in. And so Padma was asking Jenny initially what was wrong with her. And she was like, nothing. So when Abby comes in, Jenny ends up asking Padma, can she switch with her so she can take Abby's order instead of uh, Jenny? And of course she does. So just then Bracia comes in and she goes over to talk to Bracia and Bracia is upset because they had their casting photos done. However, the lighting makes her look bad. Well, all the people of color, actually, they, they just don't understand. You can't put certain colors on certain people. So... As they're talking about that, we see Sophie come in, and Sophie has a new boo. And new boo is not a female, okay? So Sophie is definitely bi. Um, this guy comes in, and they are all hands, okay? Very handsy with, with each other. You can tell that they're into each other. This is not like a, a friend type of thing. This is more romantic. And so not only does Jenny peep this, but Abby does too. They make eye contact and Abby get the hell up out of there, okay? Oh, if only Max knew. This would hurt her to her core. Speaking of, she's at her house along with Marcus and the parents are trying to see what's up with them, okay? Both of y'all are looking real gloomy as of late. What's going on? And so both of them say nothing. And then um, Max goes on to mention how she hates the role that she got for the play. She plays the witch and she does one of the lines talking about how her jowls are quivering or something like that. She was like, it's awful. She hates it. Her dad tries to cheer up and tell her that there are no small parts, just small actors. And then she goes on to say how she's still depressed about Sophie. Mama is telling her, boo, you're going to have to get over Sophie. Okay. It just didn't work out. Get over it. They come a dime a dozen. But Max says, you know, she cries at night. She's still so heartbroken about it. And Marcus was like, I ain't heard you cry. And she was like, that's because you're too busy in there jerking off. <laughs> now, remind y'all, every time that they have a conversation, they're always signing so that can be included in the conversation, y'all. When Max said that, I hollered, okay, because she did the whole action and everything. And so she storms off because she's pissed. And so they end up asking Marcus what's wrong with him. And he was like, global warming. <laughs> so Georgia is still looking at this website for these wedding dresses. And she's going to figure out a way to get the dress that she really wants. It's just a matter of how. 
so she ends up calling Zion and they she automatically goes into like wedding colors and then she reveals that of course he's the only family that she really has and so she invites him to the wedding but because of their very complicated history he says that he probably won't be able to come but just know that he will love her forever and always um then of course he helps her with her color trust he's a photographer he knows what'll look good on her and then she mentions how jenny is a demon (laughs) just like that um he she doesn't get to go into details because here comes the demon he calls her Beelzebub though Beelzebub and Bracia well before she can get an answer as to who Bracia actually is he hangs up on her so Bracia has come over because Jenny's really good idea of using Zion as the photographer to spruce up these uh, cast photos y'all great idea um and so initially Bracia is trying to get an idea for it um he tells her to relax a little bit gives her a little bit of pointers he also tells her a few of the things that he's able to he's been able to shoot for over the years very like high profile stuff and so initially when she's shooting she's just not comfortable and you can tell and so Jenny starts to give her pointers and this seems to help a little bit um and then Zion is like go ahead Jenny and get in there so they end up doing a mini photo shoot together and then by the time you know Brace is comfortable Jenny hops back out and she's able to take some pictures by herself again all of the pictures turned out really good they ended up posting some on social media which uh Max and the crew over there at that house look at them and Max is feel she's being haunted okay she can't turn anywhere and not see Jenny or Bracia for that matter so um <laughs> so they're over there and they're just kind of relaxing they're all hanging out and um Hunter and Padma and the group are finna get ready to perform they're practicing in the basement and so they start to practice and the song that he writes about clearly is about Jenny um but of course he denies it and they're like bro are you okay (laughs) clearly he's not okay but he has to play like he is so everybody in their own way has been significantly affected by losing the friendship of Jenny so I'm sure that they'll end up uh you know coming back together some kind of way it's just a matter of time and so then we go back over to Jenny she is still over at Zion's and he's asking her how everything is going with therapy and she says that you know it's going um and so she ends up mentioning how um you know she's got these different ideas that the therapist wants her to try so she won't burn herself and then he also goes on to suggest that maybe she should start actually writing her feelings down not necessarily like for the therapist but for her okay um and so he suggests writing a poem maybe so she recites one very sarcastically and uh, i mean it's a start <laughs> so jenny is at the house and she's blasting her music she's trying to like space out she's having of course still some resentment and anger towards georgia georgia screams up there for jenny to turn the music down so instead of a turn it down she just grabs her earbuds and she starts to put the rubber bands to use 
And hopefully she's writing in that notepad as far as the triggers go. So it's the next day at school. And um, she's sitting in the hallway. She's got that notepad out. Marcus comes up to her. Um, and the night prior, she just kind of was like looking at the messages that he has sent. But I mean, she really doesn't have anything to say. She really wants to tell him why she's so mad at Georgia. But of course she can't. And so he comes up to her the next day. Um, he's talking to her. They're just making light. And she says that she's writing poetry. And so he asks to hear a piece. She does this piece about Christmas because that's the word that he gives her. And she compares it to Halloween. She does a really good speech. And I think that's probably um, a poem that is geared towards Georgia and the fight that they're having and the events that she's, well, the crimes that she's committed that she can't take back and how it's just snowballing and how it's affecting her. And so they're finna get ready to kiss and then of course max comes and she's asking jenny is she gonna get ready to blow him so of course he stands up and tells her to piss off and then um abby is walking down the hallway when she runs into max she actually tells max she tries to be a good friend and tell max about seeing sophie at the cafe the other day with a guy so of course instead of max taking this and you know saying thank you for the information she took it as abby trying to be hurtful towards her and of course she tells her off so abby ends up walking past jenny and she asks her does she want to go um skip next class to go smoke so they get to her house and i swear they only took like two hits off of this bong and then abby starts eating all this food okay so they start talking and they're just like kind of you know uh i guess getting along over the fact that both of them think that max is like a raging bitch right now um then they start talking about how uh, her mom was pregnant at their age which is really scary then they start talking about a teen pregnancy pact and then she starts talking about marcus and how he's been very therapeutic in these last couple of days with him just coming over and she really likes him so she ends they end up playing the game like marry kill or blow something like that and so jenny gives her options and so does abby um by the time everything is said and done y'all they're friends they're friends again they've made up um and so abby ends up asking her does she want to do something crazy right now so guess what they go do with the rest of the period they go uh die there like they do like these little highlights so jenny's got blue highlights in her hair abby's got like reddish pinkish highlights in her hair when they're walking down the hallway, of course, Jenny gives Max the ultimate stare down right before they run into the principal who has caught them skipping. <laughs> so much for that. So Georgia is finna get ready to pick up Austin when she receives a phone call from Jenny's school saying how she had claimed to give the excuse of being at the dentist's office when she was really skipping class. And so, of course, Georgia being Georgia, she does actually take up for Jenny in this moment and says that if she says that she was at a dentist appointment, why are you calling me to confirm? Okay, she was at a damn dentist appointment. So she gets off the phone with them. But I'm sure that they will bring this up in conversation later. As she picks up Austin, okay, we see that she is hovering around the cubbies, particularly Zach's. And I'm sure this will come into play in just a second, y'all. So <laughs> she gets Zach and they go on about their way. So 
Max is at home and she's soaking because she did actually confirm what Abby was trying to tell her by looking at a Venmo payment that was sent via Sophie and her new guy. So she's very down in the dumps. Ellen comes and gives her a cute little sweater with a, a pretty girl on the front of the back. So hopefully this cheers her up. In the meantime, be fashionably cute. So, um... Georgia ends up going to Cynthia's under the guise that Austin had let Zach play with the game that he recently found. Y'all, it looks like a modern version of a Game Boy. I'm for it, okay? I used to love Game Boys. And I used to have, like, the little Pokemon carrying case. Y'all, it was all the rage, okay? So, anyway, Cynthia finds the game that... uh austin let zach play with and not only that when she found it in his backpack y'all she also found that book the emily dickens book that was taken from the building the neighborhood club and so she was like oh shoot 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 so georgia comes up with a solution nobody has to know that zach probably nicked this although i'm pretty sure georgia was the one that put it in his backpack in the first place um and she says guess what i will go ahead and take it and i will drop it off to the neighborhood club and tell them that somebody anonymously dropped it off at the mayor's office nobody has to know that he was involved but i need you to do this one tiny favor for me and we don't get to see what that is just yet <laughs> So over at um, the cafe, Jenny is at work and clearly she is still stoned. Now, I'm not sure. Like I said, I only saw them take, I saw her take one hit. Now, how you get high for one hit, I'm not sure, okay? But either way, she is munching, munching, munching. And so, um, <laughs> Joe notices the blue highlights in her hair and he's talking to her and he can just tell that she's high okay and so he asked her is she okay you know she seems a little throwed off as of late and um she asked him instead of answering the question is he going on a date so he walks off right so then padma ends up asking her you know is she okay um it, not to be intrusive but she's just curious as to what happened between her and hunter and so she ends up telling her, you know, that yes, everybody is coming down on Jenny. Jenny's such a bad guy, blah, 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 blah. But in fact, it was not only just her that was the cause of the relationship. He's not completely blameless, okay? And so she says that she's sorry for unloading on her. It's just that she's got a lot of stuff going on. And she's high. So guess what Potma does? Potma comes over and she gives her a hug. And she says, you know what? You're not evil. And I'm sure Jenny appreciates that in the in the moment. <laughs> Padma is probably the only one that is, you know, really concerned about her well-being. I feel genuinely sorry for her. But she did tell her that Hunter wrote a song um, and that he was really upset. And so that's why she was asking. So we'll see if anybody gets closure anytime soon. So Georgia comes walking through the door, y'all. And she's got good news for Paul as he finishes up dinner. She did it. She got him in a neighborhood club. And so he was like, do I even want to know how you did it? No, nah, not really. You don't. Just know that it's done. Okay? She's going to do everything that she needs to to get where she needs to go. That damn Georgia. So just then, as they're celebrating this small victory, here comes Jenny through the door with her blue highlights. <laughs> and so Georgia asks her where she's been. Of course, she doesn't want to say. 
And she was like, my God, what happened to your hair, okay? And you're welcome for me actually taking up for you today, okay? I uh, went ahead and let you do that because I know you weren't at the dentist. And so she ends up uh, asking her, does she want to tell her where she was? And she was like, are you ready to have that conversation? And so she was like, well, you know, me and Paul, we're getting married. So basically, whatever you have to say to me, you can say in front of him. And so she was like, are you sure? Do you really want all of that? And then she <laughs> names herself, Georgia, Austin, Paul, and Mary. Now, that last name sends Georgia into a tailspin. Jenny walks off after that. And so Paul is like, who's Mary? And y'all, when I tell you Georgia had a panic attack, she had to excuse herself and walk outside and get in the car, y'all. She starts breathing all fast. And so Jenny ends up going over to Marcus's and she's asking him, you know, what makes a, a person bad? Okay, do they have any redeeming qualities? Does it depend on how bad the choice was that they, they made or the crime that they committed? And so he was like, usually there's a lot of gray in there. Okay, there's not really one thing that makes a person good or bad. I'm sure there's a lot of backstory that goes into that to kind of determine that. And so she ends up revealing to him basically what her mom did. Okay, her mom is a murderer. At first he was like, damn, did your mama kill somebody? And then when she doesn't say anything, he was like, of course. Okay, I understand. I never put anything past your mama. Okay, so don't don't be mad at me that I'm not upset. It's just your mom is a force. And so she ends up asking him, is she a force? And so he's asking her all of these questions pertaining to what Georgia did. You know, how did she kill this person? Who did she kill? And so she reveals that Georgia killed her stepdad and she used poison to do it. And so, uh, you know, she doesn't. She wants to take her mind off of things after she reveals this huge secret. She swears him to secrecy, which he swears that he's never going to tell anybody. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, that's a huge secret to hold over somebody for a really long time or just to carry that burden, you know? So she wants to take her mind off of things. And so she climbs on top of him and tries to sex it away. But he's like, no, okay. I, I. Thank you, Marcus, for having the discernment to not take advantage of the situation because she is feeling like she is losing control and to sex it away is definitely not the way to make this go away. It's not going to go away. And so, um, you know, she starts crying and she's getting real empathetic and she's putting herself in Kenny's place and what it felt like to take his last breaths, knowing that he was dying and, she didn't have any control over it, and then she feels bad because she knows the secret, and she's holding on to it. She also mentions that the PI knows a little something-something about it, but she's not sure who else does. And so, like I said, Marcus swears that he's not going to tell anybody, but that's a, heavy, that's a very heavy burden to carry, y'all, even if you're not involved. So... Just then, of course, you know, Georgia is still in the car, Jenny ends up walking back over, and instead of her going in the house, she sees her mom having this panic attack, so she goes in the car, okay? And y'all, they finally have the come-to-Jesus moment that they so desperately needed. She asked Georgia why she did it, and Georgia says, you know, when she was a kid... She knew that that, that hand was not going to stop at that thigh, okay? She's been in that situation before, and the hand did not stop at the thigh for her. So when she saw 
Kenny doing it to Jenny. She wanted to protect her at all costs because she knows that nobody protected her. But the thing is, she's Jenny's mom. Okay. And because of the lifestyle that she had to grow up in, she wanted to make damn sure that her daughter did not have to go through that same type of situation. And so she did what she had to. Now you hate her all you want. You say what you will about her. You say that she doesn't deserve the life that she has now. But damn it, Georgia protected her kids. And honestly, I can't say that I I wouldn't do the same. I feel like parents would go to the end of the earth to protect their kids. Hopefully. Okay. Now, sometimes murder is like, that's very extreme. Okay. I feel like nobody should be having to play God unless you are absolutely forced. That is the last resort for your kids. But hopefully there are other alternatives, okay? And eventually, I'm sure George, Jenny will understand that maybe once she gets older. Um, but Georgia also takes her back to when she found out she was first pregnant, okay? She said that she took that pregnancy test in that, that rest station bathroom. And as soon as she saw that pink strip, she came out and she saw some kids that were her age. And you could just tell that they were loved and happy, Okay, Georgia was not that, but when, as soon as she found out she was pregnant, she wanted to make sure that Jenny would be just like those kids. And she said, yeah, it may have took them a little bit of, bit of time to get there, but damn it, Jenny is there now. Her and Austin are there. Okay, you can't let the past swallow you up. You have to live for the future because if not, the past will haunt you every day and it'll take you down. And so she says that Jenny and Austin are her future and she would do anything for them. She'd kill for them. And that's, that's enough right there. So do what you will with it. And so she ends up telling her at the end of all of that, y'all, I had started crying by the time Georgia was done. Cause listen, the sacrifices that we make as parents, y'all, I'm telling you, like I, I never understood everything that my mom went through until i became a parent i understand now like i understood it to a certain degree but now that i'm knee deep in it y'all <laughs> who i understand so she tells her that she loves her hair color y'all they hug i cried they cried we all cried <laughs> and then she tells her so you cannot tell anybody Okay, you cannot tell anybody about what I've done. You have to swear to it. And Jenny literally just got through doing the opposite. She tells her that she promises, though, that she's not going to tell anybody. And then she does the closing monologue where she says trust can be a very tricky thing because it can be, it has to, it can be both sides, okay? It has to be, I guess both sides maybe have to trust the other side to make sure that they're going to do what they're supposed to do or that they say they do what they say they're going to do. And so as they're wrapping up their session, ooh, they needed that, y'all. She says that it's them against the world. Austin comes knocking on the door asking for his game, and they let him in the backseat, y'all. And that's the way the episode ends. <sighs> now that Jenny has gotten that off of her chest, y'all, I'm scared to see what the consequences are going to be because I'm sure that something is going to come behind that. It's just a matter of when the other shoe will drop. But let me know what you guys think. You can reach me at Menu TV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at My TV Reviews Podcast without the S on the end at gmail.com. Y'all, I love y'all, okay? I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week. 
And that's all I have for now. So until we meet off the airwaves again, I am Mo, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.